Welcome. You've joined the Hedonism Show with Carol and David, broadcasting live from the world's most iconic adult playground Hedonism 2 on Negril Beach in Jamaica. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Hedonism Show. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi everyone, we're Carol and David. Welcome to the Hedonism Show, broadcasting on location at Hedonism 2 on Negril Beach in Jamaica on the last Friday of every month. The Hedonism Show is all about the pursuit of pleasure, and as usual, we'll be talking about sex and sexuality, relationships, and all the ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Absolutely, we love being horny. And, you know, Hedo 2 is the world's most iconic playground. It's an all-inclusive paradise where you can turn your fantasies into reality. And holy fuck, have we sure turned some of our fantasies into realities here at Hedo 2. It's the sexiest place on earth where you can get wicked for a week or be as mild or as wild as you like. So, are you new to the lifestyle and planning to go to an open-minded, clothing-optional, swinger-friendly resort like Hedonism 2 for the first time? Are you worried about feeling shy, awkward, or out of place? Perhaps you're wondering how to approach another couple to get into a swinger orgy or how to avoid another couple who's interested in you, but you don't feel the same way. On today's show, we're going to be discussing Keto Life 101, from consent, rules, and the etiquette of swinging, to the customs and rituals of the repeat offenders. We're going to bust some myths and answer all the questions that you're afraid to ask about this iconic adult playground. Absolutely. But first, we want to take a minute to talk about our top waterproof blanket because nobody wants to sleep in that wet spot and squirt as hot until it's not. So if you're fed up with sleeping in that wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils and silicone lubes to any other sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply and safely buy on Amazon. Search Top Waterproof Blanket, that's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket, and order yours today. Great sex starts now. It sure does, and so does today's show. You know we're Carol and David. This is the Hedonism Show, and we are so thrilled to be here at Hedo, 69 Sexy Days at Hedo, bringing you a little bit of Jamaican vibe, and hopefully you'll make it here soon because it is one of the most amazing places on the planet. Uh, We are staying safe and healthy right here at Hedo, and we're loving every minute in this tropical paradise, and we are so excited to welcome today's special guests. We have sex doctor and educator Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce from Exotic Lifestyle Events and her husband, Dr. Mark, with us today. Dr. Nancy is here doing her workshops this week for her Kama Sutra Oasis Retreat. Welcome, guys. Thanks for spending time with us here on The Hedonism Show. It's our pleasure. Always fun to be with you guys, wherever it is on the planet. (laughs) Thanks so much. You know, it's kind of crazy times, and I know things are difficult. Uh, it was tr- difficult getting down here. But how has COVID changed your world and your sex life in this past year? Well, I think from my world, it certainly limited my travel because I generally travel internationally at least five or six times a year teaching. So it has, you know, put me at home. But on the positive side of that, it's opened up my private practice. So I do a lot of personal one-on-one counseling via Zoom. 
uh, for people all over the planet. So that's been that's been a positive change. And Mark, has Nancy driven you absolutely crazy being home so much? I'm, she can be pretty demanding, but I'm up to the task. And is she demanding because she's always pulling down your pants and wanting to suck your cock? Oh, she's a boy. doctor. Doctors <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> At least they don't do it until. <laughs> right. I'm more into trying to figure out how I can control her emotions and uh, take that where it goes. And keep her happy, I hope. Absolutely. Excellent. Have you guys spent more time talking, communicating? I know, Nance, you uh, teach classes on couples communication, but do you practice that? And has COVID brought that out within your couple? Actually, I teach it because we practice it. So the, my teaching has evolved from our relationship and the style of communication that we've created over the years, 35 years. Yay. So, that's so awesome. So I, I bring that to my classes, our experience. Yeah, testing the boundaries is always difficult for any established couple. Uh, you want to try something new or do something different. And consent and communication is still very important within uh, established relationship. Absolutely. Cool. That's so great. So, Nancy, tell us a little bit about your group, the Exotic Lifestyle Events, and what it's all about. It started off with um, me creating events for single women and those who adore women. So we, we would bring exotic entertainers to be hosts, to create a space for women to travel to an exotic island, to be treated like goddesses for a week. And then that, that has been also included in my couples retreats that I do. So any, you know, I think Jamaica is probably one of the most exotic places on earth and hedonism steps that up a notch. So to bring people here either as a couple or a single allows them to have an exotic experience that they really, I don't believe you can have a lot of other places. And what's interesting to note about Nancy's groups is um, the majority of the couples that come with you aren't swingers. They're just right. here to learn how to grow their couple sexually. And most of the couples that come here with us are first-timers to hedonism. They come here because we're going to be their guides through their first experience. And then they get hooked like the rest of us. They become, <laughs> of course. I think you said, um, frequent flyers or you know, repeat, <laughs> repeat offenders. Repeat offenders, <laughs> yes. This, yeah. this is a unique place because... It's one of the places in the world where judgment is not uh, that apparent, you know. I mean, we always worry about being judged. And if you're going to test the edges and boundaries of your sexuality, you don't want to be judged as you look at those boundaries. And this is the place to, to experiment because of that. Absolutely. There's no judgment here. And as an educator, of course, Dr. Nancy, brings, you bring your groups here. And so you actually start off by teaching them. Uh, about the swinging lifestyle, about this open-minded community that's here, about hedonism. And you have a phrase which we're going to coin today, and we can find it on your website eventually. It's going to be um, Hedo Life 101. Right. And that's where you start with your adventure for all of your guests that you bring down here. And I thought it would be amazing if we could actually share your Hedo Life 101 advice with the world, because everybody has those same questions that you get to answer with your groups and now maybe we can spread the word and, and just before we get into this Hedo life I, I want to point out that when Nancy does her classes here yeah. anybody at Hedo is welcome oh, of course yes. to, not just her groups you're welcome to join Nancy is open for everybody well that didn't come out very well <laughs> um, all classes, guests her all classes guests. are <laughs> open and you know there's not enough people out there who are spreading the gospel about how important it is to not only talk about sexuality but to learn about it and you know we've been swingers for 13 years and we love 
going to workshops and play shops and classes to learn more about our sexuality. Um, I need to continuously learn how to follow the rules all the time. Um, how <laughs> Those to, are reminders, how I guess. <laughs> read your mind, how to read your body language, all those good things in life. But, you know, um, just because we're swingers doesn't mean we have it down. Um, we evolve, we change all the time, and that's why educators like Dr. Nancy um, are important to um, spend some time in her classes and her workshops and her play shops um, to grow your couple. Mm -hmm. So let's just get started here by explaining to everybody but that not all of the guests here are swingers. Uh, some people are just here for the erotic experience. I think it's, it, I liken it to any other place on the planet in that you can't assume anybody that you're with at any resort is all one thing. So when you come to a resort like Hedonism that says they're a lifestyle-friendly resort, that means that people here are open-minded because the lifestyle does, it includes swinging, but it isn't exclusive to swinging. So some people might be nudists. Some people might be wanting to just test their own boundaries about where they have sex or, or watch other people have sex or just feel free to be sexy. And or, because the the, uh, the dress here is so sexy that, that you can't wear that at home. Or yeah. they might just want to come here and enjoy a clothed vacation on the uh, clothing optional side and have a great sexual energy vacation just the two of them. Absolutely. Yeah, my, my, my favorite is the clothing. You know, seeing the sexy clothing, the guests uh, and my partner, uh, I really love... Uh, Taking some private outfits, photos of yeah. all of those different sexy outfits that she brings to wear here that, that just aren't uh, going to work in our hometown. Uh, yeah, and even all. if they're themed costumes, because there are some theme nights, or if they're just sexy outfits, they don't have to be themed or they don't have to be costumes. But it, everything here is super sexy that yeah, people this wear. Is, this is a very provocative environment. It, it definitely stimulates your sexual energy. You know, their tagline is where you can be as mild or as wild as you like is so appropriate to anybody coming here because you get to decide what you want to do in a very safe environment. There, it's a no pressure zone mm -hmm. is really what mm -hmm. I found and that's what I relay in my Hedo Life 101 class is that don't allow yourself to pressure you to do things, don't pressure other people and also don't accept pressures because you know some new people coming might think that that they're that they should do certain mm -hmm. certain that behaviors it's expected that it's expected right right and so my the class that's why i teach it the first day is so people know what they they don't have to do we we want people to have a pleasant experience here uh, an, uh, an exuberant experience and and knowing how to navigate hedonism is very important so that you make new friends and have have a great experience here and i think Hedo 101 helps you navigate the experience and also keeps you safe and and uh, makes it better for everyone that's here. Mm -hmm. So so let's back up a little bit. Uh, on many of our shows, we use the word the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. We use the word swinging. But let's just get into the lifestyle, which is a bigger umbrella which mm -hmm. swinging falls into. Right. Yeah, I think um, the lifestyle can be just people who are open-minded and wanting to create a little bit of a unique designer relationship or even have a unique designer attitude about their sexuality. It's, it's about sexual freedom to be authentic. It isn't about a certain behavior. It can incorporate voyeurs and, and exhibitionists and, you know, kink and LGBTQ and whatever, poly. I mean, it can incorporate all of those things. 
because it's a it's a very broad umbrella. It so when they say lifestyle, I think a lot of people hear swinger, and I think that's incorrect. So last week there was a couple here, great couple. Um, they got married here, and we asked them how long have you been in the lifestyle, and they said, well, we're not in the lifestyle. And I said to the wife, I said, I saw you sucking your husband's cock on the side of the pool, and she said, well, that was just the two of us. And I said, well, you know, if you're being a bit of an exhibitionist or a voyeur, you are in the lifestyle to some extent. So maybe we can talk about those different voyeurisms, uh, exhibitionist, mm-hmm. full swap, and soft swap. There's a, there are a lot of conversations that occur at the dinner tables uh, between couples. And, um, and if you're in the lifestyle, but not necessarily a swinger, you can uh, get ideas on on ways to spice up your your sexual uh, energy and and uh, it doesn't necessarily include them but you're just learning from other couples experiences and, you don't and exchanging have to share, ideas right you don't have to share your partner for example right no of course and not. you don't really need a label but let's talk about those people who like being exhibitionists those who like being voyeurs and let's work our way all the way up to full swap which you don't actually have to get there but I think it's important if we're talking about Hito 101 to discuss what they incur, entail. One of the things that I lo- found early on is that if, if people were having sex in one of the public places that it's that's having sex outside is allowed here, that the people that were not having sex were they is it okay to watch and my advice to them was yes if people are having sex out in the open they are exhibitionists and an exhibitionist can't be an exhibitionist without a voyeur right, right? and Someone vice versa yeah, exactly. so it's really a yin yang you yeah. know it's like so yes if people are showing you now if you you go peek in their room that's probably different without their consent right but if they're on a chair out in the middle of the uh, at the beach yeah you know certainly yeah. that would be okay to observe and, and I think that's just an example of how you might test your boundaries after you've been here. If you get comfortable, you, you might choose to, to be uh, a voyeur and exhibitionist and, and yet still not uh, involve anything more complex with your relationship. Yeah, so uh, side-by-side sex in the playroom, you're sure. not, you're not you're swinging not sharing with your partner, anyone, yeah. but you're having sex next to people, other people having sex, and it's almost like live porn. Right. So swinging is a small part of the lifestyle, I but there's also so. different mm-hmm. types of swinging, which we've yes. heard terms like full swap and soft swap. Right. And, and I think, you know, full swap is where you, and, and there's even full swap, same room, full swap, separate rooms. Um, and then you can, from there you go to polyamory or poly relationships or single, you know, you go off and do your own thing, the hot wifing. So there's a whole bunch of other avenues that people take. And so the soft swap may be just girl on girl, so the, the gentleman watch or, or doing side by side, and full swap would be you would just switch partners. Mm-hmm. Right. But soft swap can also be just oral sex. Oral sex between or oral, men and women right. as no well. No penetration. Yes, right. exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the cool thing about this whole lifestyle, is that each person and each couple gets to design their desires and the, their own menu and then present that to other people if they're interested in some kind of exchange. Yeah, and and sure. it's safe because there's a whole consent process that occurs prior to getting into those situations. No, and, right, and, and I think that's one of the first things that you teach your guests when they absolutely. first arrive is about this consent. So go ahead and explain how you tell your guests. Yes, I mean consent we know from what's happening around the world is key. And having an enthusiastic yes means everything. Not a no doesn't mean no. 
you know, it's so, or it doesn't mean yes. And body say. language. And, and body language. So we, we really need to encourage, and I encourage my people to speak their truth and to speak it affirmatively. Yeah. You know, if, if you mean no, say it with conviction. Mm-hmm. And so, but teaching women to do that has been a big challenge because of how we're taught growing up about not being displeasers. Right. To please everybody. Right. Always please and, everybody. And right. within the lifestyle and within swinging, it's so important that people understand that things are fluid. And if you're in a situation and things change, it's okay that even though you said yes, to now say no. Because you should never put yourself in a situation where, number one, you're not safe, you're not having fun, and you and your partner are no longer connected. There's a great video that I show every year, and it's a consent and tea, and it's the British version because I like the British accent in it. And it really is a perfect explanation about when consent can be given and when it cannot. And that's important for people to know. And when you replace the word tea with sex, you understand completely yes. how it cannot be confused. When right. someone says, no, thank you, I don't want a cup of tea, You're not it's pretty pour it clear. down their throat. Exactly. <laughs> so, or if they're passed out. Or if they're passed out, exactly. And that's what I was going to say to you. One of the main points that you like to bring up is that if you're under the influence, and here some people do... Um, uh, take marijuana it's, all, it's very plentiful here or drink because it's an all-inclusive that if you're drunk or under the influence you can't really give your consent right and and I, I flip that around and it means that the other person can't really give you consent so you're you're making a big assumption if you pursue a person that is clearly under the influence and you take advantage of that that really is sexual assault mm-hmm. So we do want to be mindful that wait until they sober up, have a conversation with them the next day. If they still say yes and they're sober, go for it. Yeah, And and I think that this is truly a safe sex zone because if you do change your mind, if you agree to a swap and you're headed up to the room and you change your mind and you're just not ready, the other couple will embrace that. They they really feel they've been there. They don't want a bad uh, experience as well. And... And there's really no repercussions for for changing uh, your mind or not giving consent. A place like this where people are pursuing pleasure, it's not about grabbing somebody for the sake of it. And because you have your own partner to have sex with, it's not like you have to take somebody who doesn't want to have sex with you. Right. It's really about pursuing pleasure. Extension. And that would never, that would never happen. Exactly. Safe sex were, right. occurs here. So before we move on, we're just going to go over those three rules, which we said thousands of times. Yep. It's ask first, no means no. And if you don't get an enthusiastic yes, it's a no. Clear. Very and, good. And at Hito and at the majority of the um, lifestyle resorts, everybody gets it. Now, let's move on in, in the couple situation about um, one person maybe wanting to do something and the other person not wanting to do. What about, if, should one person take it for the team? No. I, I believe it takes two yeses. So one no means a no. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, because it really, it, it needs to be about the couple, about the integrity of the couple. And if one person's uh, self-pursuit diminishes the integrity of the relationship, what's the point? 
Right. And we like to think anyways, and uh, we practice this, that the women drive in the lifestyle. So if the woman isn't, you know, enthusiastically ready to go, then uh, the guy should just say, well, let's just hang off a little bit and see what happens tomorrow or the next time or whatever and and not push it and just see what happens organically. Right. When when your vacation's over, you want to go home having had a great experience and you're going home with your partner and what was a reality now becomes a fantasy. It's in your mind. It's really similar to a fantasy, and you can continue to share that, Mm -hmm. and you want it to continue to be a a great experience. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, this is why it's such a great... place to come and experience. Yeah, absolutely. We're just going to take a little minute to remind everybody that we are Carol and David. This is the Hedonism Show. What is a little minute? It's smaller than a big minute. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just take a minute and remind everybody that we are Carol and David. This is the Hedonism Show, and we're going to take a quick break to shout out to one of our sponsors. We'll be right back with educators Dr. Nancy and Dr. Mark uh, talking about Hedo Life 101 right after this. So, you know, people have been asking us, what's changed after four years of doing the podcast? Well, a lot has. But to be honest, the orgasm gap still remains a challenge for many couples. You know what I'm talking about. Men tend to finish before their female partners. You've heard us talk about Promescent for years. Their urologist-developed FDA-compliant delay spray can help men last up to 64% longer without loss of sensation. And it's great because promescent is quickly absorbed into the penis and it doesn't transfer to your partner. And speaking of your partner, I think we can all agree that sometimes women, even when alone, still have challenges around reaching orgasm. So now, promescent has created a female arousal gel. I love it. It's a clitoral stimulant that she can rub into her clitoris for increased pleasure and a lot more satisfaction during pretty much any type of sexual activity that you can think of. Absolutely. So now they've got promescent delay spray for him and arousal gel for her. So basically, they're closing the orgasm gap on both sides. And remember to check out their amazing lubes as well. Yeah, trust us. Try these amazing products and you'll thank us later. Seriously, just write to us at ask at carolandavid.com and tell us how it went. So try Promescent today. Just go to the website www.promescent.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com. Yeah, and now, and especially for a limited time, if you enter Sexy Lifestyle 15, you'll get 15% off every order. And remember, tell your friends too, that's Sexy Lifestyle 15 for 15% off. All right, we're back. This is the Hedonism Show. We are Carol and David, and we're going to continue our discussions with educators Dr. Nancy and Dr. Mark all about Hedo Life 101. Just as we cut out for our break, Dr. Mark was talking about fulfilling fantasies, and I think that's something that people come here for. I think fantasies are a very big part of our sex life, and I think it's very important that we do share our fantasies with our partners. But in order to make those fantasies a reality in a safe way, in a consensual way, talk about the, um, the communication that the couple needs to talk about before they can even think that that could happen. That, that is one of the things that I'm most proud of that I teach is something called the OASIS. And it's an intimate communication technique where couples can learn a practice of sharing and listening without judging or even a rebuttal and really hear what each other is saying, meaning, and wanting without any fear of retribution or shaming or rejection or the judgment that we talk about. Can I, can I try? Can you try? Can I try? Sure. Go ahead. Hun, you know, one of my fantasies would be to have another woman fuck you with a strap on and me fuck her while she's fucking you. 
Thank you for sharing. How'd we do? There you go. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you, you win the we prize. <laughs> so I guess we want the, the client, the the couple to be clear on their idea for the fantasy but then how do you push that into a reality how do you then explain that once they've decided and they're in agreement how can they go out and seek well, to fulfill that fantasy the other question is what if carol said no i mean that and then you just say well i, I mean you can i just at least share my fantasy more with you mm-hmm. can we act that out in role play can we bring can we just bring that idea into our personal experience and imagine it and so then you can still have the fantasy ex- exploration without fear of the the trauma that maybe you you're worried about in but if, reality. But she wasn't into it, let's say the fantasy was the strap-on in her ass okay. instead of in her pussy. How okay. would she respond to me? Well, I think she just would honestly tell you that 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 really doesn't interest me. That doesn't turn me on. And and perhaps we could change it slightly. Yeah, if we could change it this way, then I would be turned on by it, and you could you could envision it in my ass all you want. Let's just not talk about right. that because that's going to turn me off. I, I yeah. think more importantly, when you're in the oasis, you get to reveal safely what your interests are, and and this allows the other person to slowly come up to speed. If uh, you come to Hito and you only have one fantasy that you're looking for, you know, uh, come, to, come to Hito with multiple options, multiple different fantasies, and see which one works out. And that's why people come back, because they want, okay, we've got that one. Let's see if we can bring a new fantasy here. Or once you go home, you might have had an experience that wasn't completed, and you can fantasize about that at home. What if it had been completed? It, what if it had continued to occur? And don't don't limit yourself to just one. But I like the Oasis because it's kind of a reveal. It's kind of a reveal of where the other person is sexually. And they're, they're vulnerable at that moment when they reveal what they are truly interested in. You have to respect that by not, requ- not replying, just saying thank you for sharing that with me. And I'll digest that for a little bit. You did a so great now- job, hon. So now that we have had held the safe space for each other to share our ideas, how do we move forward now and share those ideas with another couple who might not have had this Oasis experience and are not maybe as good listeners? How do they now, let's just say they want to fulfill this fantasy that includes another couple? What would be the next step? I think you can, because once you're practiced in the Oasis, you can bring that into any conversation. So you can ask them a question. And when they're answering you, be focused on just listening and then thank them for sharing. And what I heard you say was, and kind of recap what they said, so they feel heard. And then maybe they'll learn by example. Mm -hmm. And so then you can say, you know, well, one of the things we've been thinking about is, you know, adding another couple to our experience. How have you thought about that? Have you had that fantasy? Have you had that discussion? And just see if you can kind of tease that out of them, what they're thinking. And you might get an immediate hell yeah, or an immediate hell no, you right. don't know, right? right? But still, you have to respect their, their response either way. Exactly. Or, I've been thinking about that for 25 years. How come we've never spoken about this yeah, before? could be. Right. And yeah. I think a lot of people do hide their fantasies because they're so afraid of rejection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the terminologies that we hear a lot at these types of resorts is drama. Mm-hmm. Um, drama is very broad, disgustly. Uh, dis- <laughs> Let's try that again. Is discussed broadly. 
Um, Dave and I always say that we avoid drama. We have these past 13 years. We can't even count two or three times maximum that we've actually had any drama at, in any of the events we've attended. But that's because we kind of figured out how to avoid it and to stay positive. What would you say would be the best advice to avoid drama in a lifestyle situation? Well, I think for... I'm going to let Mark speak to that real quick because you've got some great insight about that. Oh, I, I think it goes back to consent and the discussion uh, so that people are all on the same pages, you know, on the same page. And then, and then the willingness to, to stop if it's starting to get uncomfortable with you, you know, or your couple. You know, I think there, and, there have been occasions where... And to be brave enough to walk away if it's not going in the right direction and maybe someone becomes argumentative or whatever, this is not, it's not working. We don't need to be here. We can just excuse ourselves politely. And yeah. as a guy, you know, there are those times where there's that performance anxiety and we can't get hard and we can't perform. And instead of, you know, putting everybody in an awkward situation, there's nobody who's a better fuck than your partner. So instead of, you know, trying to push a square peg into a round hole, just roll over and be with your partner and she knows what it's going to take to get you hard again and then you reset and you go all over again. I mean, we've had some situations where it just wasn't working and we just said to each other and to the other couple, you know what, it's just not working. Um, do you guys want to go for a drink? Do you want to go into the pool? Do you want to do something? And you try and reset and you do it again the next day. But trying to do something that's just not working um, creates drama and for sure, for sure, for sure, like we said earlier, um, don't go into any type of swinging situation plastered and drunk because drama will happen. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think for Mark and I, we've talked about this over the years about couples that tend to have a lot of rules. And we know every time there's a rule, then that means that if you break the rule, there's going to be a consequence. Mm -hmm. Because why, why else would we have rules? Right. And so the couples that have a lot of rules end up having more drama because in this world where spontaneity and emotion and sexuality, those are all such whimsical experiences. You can't, and you can't predict what another person is going to do when you add an, another person in. So the, if those things occur, you have to be prepared and engaged enough to not allow yourselves to be damaged by them mm -hmm. and create drama from mm -hmm. them. And, and, and Nancy, you've taught us over the years that if you go into any type of situation outside, we'll call it the normal um, monogamous relationship, monogamous missionary position sex, if you go out of it um, within your couple with sex toys, with role playing, with swinging, with threesomes, with whatever, and shit hits the fan and you both went in consensually, you can't hold it against each other. You have to reset, talk about it. Um, we always say, well, try it again because the first time is always a little nervous, but it's not something within your couple that should create a conflict. It should create an opportunity for growth. Yes, agreed. Exactly, exactly. And I think I wanted to clarify that, you know, the rules between us uh, we have very few rules so that they, they can't be broken and create that conflict. But when we start to interact with other couples, we certainly let them know what our desires are and what, 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 where our boundaries are with them. Because there will be probably some boundaries with other couples in terms of, and they may have right. some as well. And I think the rules that, uh, that people make, especially when they're new to the lifestyle, A, is you can't really imagine what it's going to be like. So you don't really know which rules will apply and won't apply because uh, you don't know what you don't know until you do it. Uh, and secondly, it's kind of a way to communicate with your partner and to share the feelings. I'm afraid when I'm afraid that might happen. What would I be like? And I, I don't 
say that don't make the rules when you start out. It's okay to make the rules, but also know if it, they probably will get broken. Because I hear <laughs> all the... Only if you're a guy. Well, I, list, <laughs> I understand that newbies have a whole list of rules. They right. play once and cross these off, and yes. then they play again, they cross those off, and they end up with maybe two or three rules. I mean, we basically say that we play, always play together. Same, same room, room, same, same bed, bed, same, same pile. pile. And that's really our main rule. And it, like if someone pulled him away and he said, Carol, I'm going over there. Well, okay. It's not like I'm going to you know, be upset. I'm, at least I know where he is. But if he just ran off while I was playing and I didn't know where he went, that would upset me. Yes. And I would say, please don't do that again. You know, like just, just tell me where you are it's and happened. that's okay. So, yeah, I thought maybe a monster ate you or something. They weren't monsters, but those three girls were hot. <laughs> and they did eat him. Did. So sometimes the, with David, he can't remember whether it was a fantasy or a reality. Right. <laughs> right. You know him very well. All I can say is, I love my life. <laughs> so Nancy, one of the myths that happens here at Hedonism is people think that the minute you walk in the door, you have to get naked. Let's right. get that clarified. Well, first of all, you never have to get naked here. So you can. there are many people who come here and probably... Probably the only time they get naked is to take a shower. So that's the, it's a clothing optional resort, which means most of the resort, you can wear as many clothes as you are comfortable wearing. There's only one little sliver of the resort, which is the nude side, nude pool, nude beach, where you have to be naked. So if you're going to go over there, they're going to ask you to take off your clothes because that makes it an equal right. space. Right. right. There's where no you, gawkers. There's no gawkers. Yeah. Right. So everybody's naked, which actually changes the whole friendliness of the place, respect, and um, it is just, it's a great equalizer. And, mm -hmm. and one thing we've mentioned before on the Hedo Show, that as a couple or as a person, if you're coming to Hedo and you're curious about the nude side, don't wait till your last day to go there because the majority of people who actually end up going there and getting naked find this freedom and that's where they end up the rest of their trip so try it out on the first day second day see how you feel and if you like it great if not you just go back to the clothing optional exactly. side and you do what you're comfortable with over there there's two beautiful pools there's a huge beach there's a bar there's everything over here that's right. on the nude side yeah. I think I think almost all people have had that fantasy of what would it be like to step out of my room with no clothes on into a group of people and walking around that and don't have their clothes on and that don't have their <laughs> yeah. clothes on and some people call that a nightmare we, though we've all, we've, <laughs> right? all, we've all had that fantasy and and so this is a chance to try to see if that's an edge that you'd like to to walk past but i think also when you come here and you start looking around you see all kinds of people all shapes and sizes and what you see is freedom to be yourself and mm -hmm. be a lot less judgmental about who you are, how you look, mm -hmm. um, and just get into how you feel. Mm -hmm. And we always get asked, and we've spoken about it before as well, um, are the guys all walking around with hard cocks? Yes, yeah, sad, sadly no. <laughs> sadly. <laughs> that's confusing. I didn't know which way it was supposed to be. <laughs> was it better for me to be hard or, or soft? And then they know. get here and then they worry they're not going to get it hard. Yeah, so. that happens too. <laughs> and I mean, one I of the nature happens. One of the things that people worry about is photos because they come here for the anonymity. They don't want to be naked and think right. that someone might take a photo posted online. So tell us a little bit about the rules about photographic equipment. I think they're very strict here because if you even bring your phone out, they come over and either 
either ask you to put it away or put a sticker over the, the camera lens. There, there's, there's no gray area. No. Yeah. Is, there's yeah. no yeah. photos allowed. You can take out your phone to check an email, to check the news. You just cannot have any electronic device with you on the nude side. On the side. nude side, right. exactly. Right. Even though the sunset is beautiful and you just want to take a picture of the sunset. Yeah. Take it from the clothing yeah. optional you side. You have to right. go around the other side. And you can't beach. take pictures with other people in them, no, no matter whether they're no clothed or not. Yeah. So yeah. it's very they're very persnickety about that. 99.999% of the time, if somebody discovers that you've been to this resort, you've revealed it to them. Right. That, uh, it's not been found I, I out on the internet anywhere. Right. And, and uh, we always chuckle because most of the newbies that come in want the bus to stop off at Sandals so they can take a picture of the Sandals sign. <laughs> of course they can. And put that out on their internet. Uh, cause, and, and in a sense, their privacy should be respected, you know. And I For think sure. everybody who's here uh, gets that. Yeah. And uh, we want our privacy respected, so... You, you extend that to the other people that are here as well. And of course, it's nobody else's business where you are and what you're doing, exactly. no matter what, anyway. So it's fine. If you want right. to tell them you're at Sandals, go for it. Not a big deal. I love the saying, what other people think of me is none of my business. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Definitely. So I guess that moves us along this discussion into playroom etiquette. What do you tell your new couples about what happens in the playroom and how do you get there and what do you do? But before we get into the playroom, let's just talk about where at Hedo you're allowed having sex. Oh, sure. Go because ahead. That'll include the playroom. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, I think that they do have two playrooms here, um, one behind the spa and then one over by the nude pool or the nude hot tub. So there are two locations that are relatively private. You can't see them from any a public area that people can go in and play and they're they're kept clean and the sheets are changed and there's always condoms always handy condoms and, and lube, and yeah. lube. Mm-hmm. so they're they're actually well set up um, the nude beach you know the, it pri- there's some private little coves around the property well, you know where you can't have sex is any place that, that is a public gathering right so by the in the dining room there you're not going to see orgies happening <laughs> here nope. or any sexual activity or the courtroom or the main pool like right. that's not where you're seeing the sex it's really private areas and on the nude the section. nude side right and and, I, and I've even been at the nude side where people would start to get a little frisky and the security would come by and ask them to go get a room mm-hmm. because there was like too many other people around that weren't really interested in right. seeing that so I think right. they kind of get a sense of the crowd there are a lot of nooks and crannies where you can can be off by yourself and if you're if you're an exhibitionist, you know you can be. It can be somewhat discreet, as you might guess. Or you can go out on be. the raft in the middle of the ocean, where everybody can see you, and you put on a show. I mean, well, you won't get tapped by the security guard because they're not swimming out to you. Right. <laughs> but and you don't have to look if you don't want to. Exactly. You just don't want it to be in a situation where people are forced right, to look. Right. You want it to be so that that they would have to actually seek it out. Yeah. And then that would be a safe space. And remember, yeah. it's a very free and open environment as long as you're doing stuff that is um, good for your couple or the other couple that you're with it's going to be fine it's not fine to have sex in the dining room in the gym in the piano bar but it is okay to have sex on the beach while you're having that drink sex on the (laughs) beach (laughs) it's okay to give someone a blowjob or eat their pussy around the pool as in long the as the nude pool yeah as long as you're not in someone else's space and they're not comfortable with mm-hmm. it right mm-hmm. and i mean ev- the majority of the people here do get that and for those people who are listening who've never been here before if you're not sure ask yeah there's absolutely. always someone who will tell you exactly how it is 
we're, we're so enthusiastic about this resort. Um, you know, if you come here and you're open-minded, and you certainly if you've got a partner, you're going to have plenty of sexual time and sexual play. And, and Hito also offers a lot of other things to do while you're recovering. <laughs> and I, I hear, David, that you've been playing a lot of tennis these days. Yes. And, and yes. so you can scuba dive. They've got all kinds of water sports. And all of this is part of the sexy environment because you do need time to feel sexy get out in the sun, have some fun, and recover mm-hmm. uh, for, the, for the play. Mm-hmm. For the next right. go-around. So now, now yes. let's get into the playroom. Okay. Etiquette, do's, don'ts, and... Um, and what you tell your guests, yeah. like your I, newbie guests. I, I tell them that you have to go in as a couple or with a couple as a single. And I don't even know if they're letting single males in with couples now, are they? Yeah, they so have to be invited in. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to be invited in. So, you, so there's no singles just wandering around. When you go in, you have to be naked. So everybody's equalized that way. There is a dungeon. There are beds all set up that have clean sheets on them. They're changed after each people, each group of people leave. And there are, um, and it's open yeah, to this to the sky. To so the you sky, get the, the, the stars. The stars. No. It's beautiful. So it's it's cool breeze. It's a nice. Uh, it's, they have waterfall still in there and mm-hmm. and so it's it has a great ambiance and if there are candle lit and if there are single women here they're allowed going wherever they want because single women have this the um, rule of this, the roost this <laughs> old card that gives them everything that they want to do and um you know but of course they have to be respectful obviously yes, yes. and ask first as well and, 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 I, right. and i think it's a really safe environment because now you don't have to worry about um embarrassing someone else you can go in there and be as free-spirited yes. as you'd like and and if you want to be an exhibitionist you don't you know certainly in there anyone else that's there is certainly going to be a voyeur so yeah. one of our friends who was here last week she was here as a single and she went into the playroom with her vibrator sat on the side and masturbated to the other people who were having sex in front of her and because she wasn't here to play she was just on a single woman's getaway from the busyness of the world and she said it was the most exhilarating experience just sitting there watching live porn happening there was some girl girl there was some orgies and she had her vibrator and she said she had like 10 orgasms another another example of being in the lifestyle but not necessarily right. being yeah. a swinger and that's yeah. the safe safest sex yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right and then and then after that she headed over to the nude pool for midnight midnight pizza and she spoke to all these people that she just watched having sex and they just had a amazing time amazing time get right. together with amazing fresh pizza that's awesome. <laughs> and I think you don't have to worry about people touching you or groping you in there unsolicited. Un, um, mm-hmm. You can ask, and people should ask before they touch, but generally people are very respectful of the space. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And of course, um, I think you get asked a lot, and it's okay to say no. I don't think we covered that yet, right? right. It's okay to say no, no, thank you. And, you know, can we come and play? No, thank you. We're enjoying ourselves. Or yes. do you want to come and sit on my face? No, thank you. I don't need that right now. It's okay to say no. Yes. I think it's it's a little bit jolting to new people to be asked those questions mm-hmm. so openly. Mm-hmm. But after you get used to it, it's it's actually refreshing mm-hmm. that people can just honestly express their desires and you can honestly express your response. Right, exactly. Most, most people won't misbehave and interrupt uh, you at the wrong time, too. They'll, they'll be watching and want to be included and they'll, they'll wait for a pause or wait for a moment so that it's not jolting or and, uncomfortable for you. And there's a little nuance at Hedo and actually other lifestyle resorts and even the cruises. And it is um, if you're walking around and there's rooms everywhere and someone's door is open, 
it means you're able to look in and if you want to participate you just have to ask first and they're looking for someone to come in it's a little bit of a fantasy a role play that you're there with your partner and then someone knocks on the door and joins you and your partner and, and how often do you do that david leave the door open all the time i know right <laughs> how, many, how many times does someone come in maybe twice exactly and it's just it's just cool it's a great fantasy, know, right? great fantasy. <laughs> he's always looking at the door he's fucking me but looking at the door to see who's passing by you know and you can come you can of, come in and of course if you're that person who's walking through the door you walk in and you ask can i join you guys and they'll look at you and say either yes or no and don't take the no personally it's just you're not the compatible person they were fantasizing about walking in the door right 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 so changing the topic a little bit from that fun story let's talk a little bit about how hedonism has actually changed your sex life and your relationship over these last few years since you've been coming here I think it it opened up our communication in ways that we didn't even know needed opening Hmm. So we always felt like we communicated well, but having to discuss just coming here and then what would happen here took us, I mean, that's really where we created the Oasis. So that's been 15 years ago. Wow. And that changed everything because we use that Oasis for every other discussion that might be a little bit difficult Mm -hmm. or you might be a little embarrassed to bring this forward. We use that framework. Yeah, I, I discovered a lot about Nancy and what, what makes her feel sexual, what makes her feel uh, more energy. And, and vulnerability is a, is a big part mm-hmm. of a person's sexuality, safe vulnerability. And this is where I kind of introduce role play into our, our relationship at home, sometimes taking a fantasy that started here and continuing it at home or vice versa, bringing something to Hedo and maybe hoping that it would happen. And Anytime you can create vulnerability, I I set up our dancing pole in our little rec room and all I had to do was turn the chairs around even though there was nobody else sitting in those chairs but me and and it made her feel just that much more vulnerable when she was dancing. It was a great evening for us and I have a picture of her and it is pure bliss. It is pure bliss holding a wine glass, hanging on the pole and feeling as sexual as she'd like to feel. That's great. Uh, Absolute great. Um, Let's just remind everybody, we're Carol and David. This is the Hedonism Show, and we're going to take another quick break, and we're going to be right back for our final segment, the Hedo History, so stay tuned. Alrighty, let's take a minute to talk about Hedonism 2 Resort in Jamaica. You know it's one of our favorite places to hang out naked on the beach, and it is the sexiest place on earth where you can be as mild or as wild as you like. As we've already mentioned, Hedo's going to be celebrating their 40th anniversary this year, so come and join us for all the celebrations over Halloween week, October 30th to November 6th. You won't want to miss any of this sexy fun event where Hedo goes all out with special activities and entertainment. And this year, everything's going to be extra special for their 40th anniversary. Go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, and click on the Hedo anniversary event and book the sexiest and most erotic party of the year. All right, we're back. This is the Hedo Show. We are Carol and David broadcasting live at Hedonism 2 Resort on the Grill Beach in Jamaica. And as we started earlier in the year, uh, we have our final segment of the Hedo Show, which is going to be all about Hedo history and their 40th anniversary. Yeah, so Nancy and Mark have been coming here for, like, for over 15 years, and you guys have some amazing, fun stories. So we're really happy that you're contributing to the Hedo History segment here. Why don't you start by telling us what brought you here in the first place? 15 years ago. Yeah. 15 years ago. 
Well, we'd been talking about it, sadly, for 10 years before we ventured out and came here. And, and sadly, only, because, because if you had only known. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think after about the first 36-hour uh, day, um, <laughs> we, we went, oh, my God, what did we wait for? So we wasted 10 years not coming here. So we've been here. I've been here. I think we've been here over 40 times in the 15 years. So we, we tried to make up for lost time. We, we took baby steps. We went on a cruise, and we were at an island where it was uh, clothing optional. And we went out in the waves and stripped off our clothes and walked into the beach, doing okay, but feeling very vulnerable. And then I, I got to watch Nancy try to navigate the lounge chair to sit down. And it was so hysterical. We just knew we wanted to try something else. Uh, uh, I was and, trying and not to give the view behind me, the people behind me, a total gynecological view. So, uh, yeah, so then we had just a really long discussion about, uh, about hedonism. And we couldn't agree. We just couldn't agree whether or not it was something that, that so we both wanted to do. So finally, after 10 years of hemming and hawing, you made your first trip to, was it Hedo 3? Hedo There you go. Yes, in Runaway Bay. Yeah. And it, the, it, the kink week had just ended we went we went for nine nights our first trip and people kept saying oh nine nights that's a long time to come for your first trip <laughs> and that scared us a little bit <laughs> but it was also at a time that uh, was, the resort was packed with people that had been relocated from desire because after a, a storm so it was the it was a high energy and there were tons of lifestyle people and tons of swinger couples and we were really babes in the wood. We didn't know any of the languaging, anything. It was kind of warm, so we just left our door open. <laughs> <laughs> and did people start coming in? And well, <laughs> we were kind of curious about that. Yeah, I was like, why we are people coming in our room? <laughs> <laughs> now you know. <laughs> we want. We wanted the breeze coming in. <laughs> but that did. That did, didn't know. That did add to that. the. <laughs> did add to the energy, and uh, it just it just continued to evolve. Uh, there was a moment in the disco that was so hot, I, I said, oh my gosh, this, if, a, if a movie producer was going to try to create the best hell they could ever create, this was it. And we were sold. Yeah, wow. we, we had to figure out how we could come back, and we've been here 40, 40, 40 times. 40 times ever who's since. Counting? Wow. Yeah. And so, who's counting? Yeah. yeah. And so after that first trip to Hito 3, did you start coming back to Hito 2 after that? No, we went there until it closed. Okay. So we went there from 2005 to 2010. Okay. Five years there. Yes. All right. And then in 2010, when they closed, we came here for the first time in December of 2010. And you remember your first trip here at Hito 2? Yes. Two? Because we had heard all the stories about Hito 2 being older and more and more broken down and you know we heard all these stories and then we got here and it was like wrong amazing i mean it was like because this is such a better beach and the people were just the same as we had over there and so all those myths and and, you know stories weren't true we had one admonition it would be be careful about the myths come come to the a a good source like dave and carol yeah and you really get the information we've heard over the years people say oh you don't want to go to hedo it's just one step above camping and you know hedonism over the years has won uh jamaican tourism awards entertainment awards food, food awards, awards. Yeah. The food is great chef um 
Michael here has won his own culinary awards. So you know what? It's not a step above camping. It's it's, it's a, amazing. A five star resort. If you look at all the ratings, they're all five stars. It's an amazing place. There is one one caution that we always uh, give people that we invite uh, to Hito is that it will it will have an effect on any other vacation that you attempt yeah. to have. You never want to go vanilla again. Right. Yeah. It's it makes it very difficult to have a. Uh, a generic vacation. Yeah, yeah, I'm with well, you. Well, and the other thing we say is be careful when you go home because you have to go through a re-entry program and remember <laughs> when you go to a restaurant that you actually have to pay yeah. and you have to wear your clothes and you can't grope each other any way you want. Yeah. <laughs> right? So funny. We always go, we're not in Hito, we're not in Hito. Yeah. So for this history segment, we're looking kind of for some um, some memorabilia that you can share with us, maybe something different that's happened in the past that no longer happens or something that you can remember from 15 years ago that people might be interested in hearing about. Well, um, I was an acrobat over at Hito 3. Uh-huh. They used to have uh, the acrobatic crew and, big trapeze. and, and the trapeze. And uh, I have some video of me doing a, uh, the acrobats. Wow, uh, and, that's fun. And that was just another way of stepping out, another way of, of taking a chance and, and stepping out. But and that's uh, also sexy. Oh, it yeah. Was, it was really yeah, good. Yeah. Like being an exhibitionist. Until, yes. <laughs> uh, until the moment when he said, Good job, Grandpa. That, that was uh, that was a killer Aww. for me. I wasn't that old then, so. And, and, pl- and look at the shape you're in. I mean, you're so awesome. You're in great uh, shape. There's you. nobody can say, yeah. That's I too appreciate bad. that. How has the sexual activity in public changed in the last 15 years? I think it's less. Um, I think it's it's more. I think it's more a little more respectful, perhaps. And less hardcore, right? Less hardcore. Yeah, I think more it's more sensual. Um, you see people giving more massages, um, a lot of making out. You know, where is early on? It seemed like it was just more raw, mm-hmm. a little more animalistic. I used to say you could you could watch the biorhythm of the t- of the day based on how many people were having sex. Because right. like around three p.m., that's that's when our biorhythm, our hormones switch again, and people get hot and horny. Uh-huh. And so you could just watch that happen at the pool. Mm-hmm. And I don't see that as much now. It's the same thing. It's the same thing at midnight. You know, the hot tub used to be full of people fucking, right. and it was like a, a mini orgy happening after the orgy happened in the playroom. And now it's a lot more sensual and intimate, and there's still some sex going on, but it's more, I think, couple couple sex. Uh, couples who'd been in the playroom, they're going into the hot tub, reconnecting as a couple, which is super important um, for us as in the swinging world. And I think. Yeah part of it is because there was no playroom at originally right. yes. so now yes. now that there are designated areas for people that's to go that's a huge change mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The Hito's definitely evolved and, and I think that the, the consent process has had a, had a big impact on, on the guests here and, and actually it's even more prevalent here uh, as part of the etiquette mm-hmm. uh, and Absolutely. that's made it very safe and, and it's sophisticated here now and one of the myths that uh, we've heard well, before we came here for the first time, is that it's filled with single guys. Right. I mean, has that changed over the last 15 years? I think there's always been a limited number of single guys um, because it's, you know, they can come here and be really disappointed um, if if they don't really understand the lifestyle etiquette of how to be around couples because it is primarily couples. So I think, but I think it's, it's fewer and the guys that come here that know how to interact have the time of their lives, right. just like the single women do. But if you come here with expectations, 
thinking you're entitled to have sex with whomever is here, you're, you're going to leave disappointed. Yeah. And you perhaps might offend some people mm-hmm. and get in trouble. So. Because not everybody here wants to play with a single guy or even play with anybody at all. Right. And this is a place where women rule. And yeah. that, that's, a di- that's very different than outside the, these doors mm-hmm. in the world. So mm-hmm. I think single guys mm-hmm. get, a, get quite an education when they come here. And do you guys have a favorite or memorable story of the last 15 years? Oh my gosh. There have been so Mark's many. Mark's smiling <laughs> here. <laughs> He's, I can see his brain chugging away. Well, it, it's, it's a mixture of, of just pure laughter and, and, and sexual fantasy. I mean, I think that that's, that's the, the hard part. Is it go, the extremes of the, um, of the uh, experiences here are, are dramatic. Uh, um, uh, although not sexual, uh, I participated in the talent show, mm-hmm. and um, one of the one of the key concepts here is no judgment. And people got to know me and and thought that they knew me and made their opinions. And then I got on the stage and did a karate demonstration, and afterwards people were saw me in a quite a different light. And, yeah, and that was. That was quite an experience. Uh, like uh, I said, you're that. super fit, and it's very obvious to me that you're super fit. I'm looking at you all the time. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> Good for me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that that was uh, that was a great a great night for me, mm-hmm. and and I really credited Nancy in the non-judgment part. Yeah. And Nancy, do you have um, a memory from one of your workshops that you've done here? A couple that you've spoken to who you they basically came up to you and said you changed our life every couple says that wow every couple says that Mm -hmm. and they say it after the first hour wow so I think what I what I teach is very unique um, as I've looked around the world at what other people teach and so I have a unique merge of my background which is health and yoga and philosophy and sexology so I bring all of that forward into my teaching so it's a very eclectic background but brings a very holistic approach to whatever I teach and couples always learn something new about themselves each other and themselves in my workshops and so it it is forever humbling and rewarding and it always makes me cry mm-hmm. when I see what's happening and I, now I understand why you work so hard to get everybody here so yes. that's awesome really yeah, really awesome I, I, I feel like I mean it's it changed our relationship and then I've watched hundreds of people over the last 15 years have change and it's a positive change and they go home empowered to have a better relationship and I heard you say earlier that it's actually coming to Hito has changed your career path. Oh my gosh, yes. I wouldn't be a sexologist if it weren't for Hito. In 2012, um, the general manager here offered me an opportunity to create an erotic film festival here at Hedonism. And so I put together this film festival. It took about 18 months. Mm. We had films from all over the world and we did a very formal film festival here. Because of that, I had to get judges. I met my mentor, Dr. Ava Cadell, who then said, you need to be a sexologist. And she pushed me in to go to get my doctorate. And here I am. Wow. Now traveling the world teaching. Shout out to Dr. Ava Cadell. She was just on our show. We did our Valentine's show with Mm -hmm. her. Mm -hmm. Uh, An amazing, tremendous trailblazer icon in the world of sexuality. Absolutely. Um, Ava, we hope you're staying safe and sane at home. we're getting to the end of the show, Nancy and Mark. Um, let's talk about the next generation. What advice do you have for the next edu- 
next generation who are thinking or are still coming to Hito? First of all, I would tell them all, come, come find one of my classes to take because it'll, it'll change the whole trajectory of your relationship. It'll help you avoid some of the pitfalls that many people fall into with miscommunication and judgment around each other and conflict and drama. So we're, we're all about preventing those things. And then hedonism is just a great catalyst for exploration within a couple. So I wouldn't wait until you're... You don't wait 10 years. No. You know, if you're thinking you about it, that you're lesson, curious you? <laughs> about it, yes. Just jump on and have have the experience. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. You get to design it moment by moment. It's, and you know, it, it's and safe, it's fun, and it'll be the experience of a lifetime. Really. Absolutely. And, you know, Carol and I make a point of every lifestyle situation we go into, when we come out, it has helped our couple grow and I think I can speak for a large majority of any couples who have come to Hito whether they be same-sex um, heterosexual a polyamorous swinger whatever when you come to Hito for a week and we just spoke to a couple of newbies who left when you leave your couple will be forever changed and stronger and the fact that you learned how to properly communicate or better communicate while you were here at Hito will carry on into your life and your relationship and to come back the next time. I would challenge any young couple when they go on other vacations to just ask a few people, how many times have you been to the resort that they happen to be at at the time? And then ponder why people have been to Hito 40 times. Right. Hundred. Uh, Hundred times. times. And, I, and I think there's some magic here. And, and that makes this place truly unique. So if you want to experience something unique, this is the this place. Is the to place. Be. And I if you want to wait, and if you want to talk to people who have been here all those times, every Wednesday at six o'clock is the repeaters party. <laughs> right. And we go all the time because we want to hear the stories, and that's what Hito history is all about, and Hito's 40th anniversary is all about. It's about those people, those trailblazers who've been coming over the years and have created Hito into what it is and now the young people are going to carry that torch forward. Mm -hmm. I'd like yeah. to speak to women for just a moment because I, we, one of the women in our class yesterday um, who is here for the first time with her husband, one of the things she said really struck me and I've heard it many times from the group of single women I bring, because women experience such body shame and body dysmorphia out there in the world, I work with a lot of women uh, I have for 30 years and her words were, I got naked, and I have never felt that comfortable in my own skin. Mm, cool. Now that's that the is, magic. That's priceless that's magic, in and in right? itself. That's yeah. priceless in and so itself. For, I, mean, I have chills all yeah. over my body right now. So for women that really are looking for that, is that possible to feel so comfortable in your own skin regardless of what skin you're in? Yeah. This would be the place to come discover yourself in Absolutely. that way. Yeah, that's a nice, nice piece of advice. Thank you for that. Let's just remind everybody that we are collecting Hito memorabilia and stories for the History of Hito wall, which will be displayed in the lobby and online. So search through your cupboards and your drawers for old pics and souvenirs of this iconic resort. You can always reach out to us at ask at carolandavid.com and we'll arrange to get and collect those pictures and those memorabilia and take, take photos of them and return them to you. Alrighty, 
What an amazing show live here at Hito in the dining room. I'm sure you heard some of the renovations going on in the disco. That was a noise in the background. The lunch is being prepared. Um, Nance, Dr. Nancy, Dr. Mark, thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you Always for your our efforts. pleasure. Absolutely. Nancy, just take a minute, tell everyone how they can find you. They can go to my website, which is drnsp.com, and you can look for my private practice, my exotic lifestyle events. Um, everything I'm doing, my book, which is a guide for men, 10 keys to unlock your woman's sexual desire. I have two different podcasts, the conscious living show and uh, wild women with wine. So there's all kinds of fun things that I'm doing and I'm creating a, a zoom program for people to learn more about how to dive deeper into their intimacy. And for this Hito Life 101, is that something they can find on your website or maybe in the future? In the future, I'll have that on the website because that that has been exclusive to my events. But I do believe I need to expand that out there. Let's share some of that wisdom. I think that would be wonderful. And please remember to stay safe and healthy and follow the suggested protocols issued by your local health authorities. And please, when you're turn is up go get your vaccines the more people that get vaccinated the better it's going to be for everybody out there join us again next time for another hour of the sexy lifestyle talking about sex sexuality sexual health and pleasure and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy healthy and always horny well that's it for our show today it's time to get naked and get onto the beach carol and i send you lots of love and great sex please stay safe and of course stay sexy everyone until next time Thank you for joining Carolyn David for this week's edition of The Hedonism Show. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever.